You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 002. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, Mr. Smith. How are you? Hello, Mrs. Smith. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I have had one hell of a time getting ready this morning, getting going. I know. It's a very sleepy day. Well, I guess we could always do the podcast, like, from bed. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, we could add a whole new element. <laughs> I don't know if people really want to hear that, but... <laughs> <laughs> they actually might. Yeah, you're right. So, but that actually that actually brings up a good point, because we, um, we've been starting to get feedback from people saying, like, the different things that they want to hear from us, and... So, uh, if you, if you guys are really curious about anything in particular, or you want us to address something, uh, email us at podcast at thejoyjunkie.com and let us know your thoughts or, um, don't contact me and be an asshole. Okay. <laughs> Cause I will delete your ass really fast. But if you've got some nice productive, something you want addressed or heard, um, hit us at podcast, no S at the end. Um. Cool. So, so today we're going to go to the symphony. That's right. That's right. One of my clients is uh, a violinist and a piano player, and she's in a symphony, and she invited us to go see. So we're going to go listen to some classical music. S- do you see how cultured we are, junkies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I feel I was looking at my calendar and I was like, oh, we've got we're going to the symphony. We're, you know, doing a little Joy Junkie show in the morning and then piecing out to the symphony. It's a nice little Saturday or Sunday plan. Nice little Sunday plan. Yeah, we're recording on Sunday. afterwards. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that reference, but we're full of movie references. Actually, pretty nice little Saturday. We're uh, we're going to go to Home Depot. Yeah, buy some wallpaper, maybe get some flooring. Stuff like that. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. That was a, a little old school movie reference, but yeah, you might have to get used to that. Like some little <laughs> obscure movie references, inside jokes. Some of you will get it, some of you won't. Yeah, and we're okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so for today, one of the things that, that we did hear um, as a bit of feedback is that some of you may want to know a little bit about us and our story. So we're going to share a little bit about that with you. And, um, and then I'm going to chat with you about a concept that I call the most common relationship poison. And it's something that almost all couples do and they really, really don't even realize they're doing it. It's almost always on a subconscious level. Sometimes not. Uh, but I'm going to share with you, uh, some ways to check in with yourself and kind of own your shit. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. How did we get to this place? You know, um, it's crazy because it seems so long ago, but it doesn't seem like that far off either. It's kind of this 
weird surreal thing. Well, it's funny because I feel like now we can say things like, you know, when we were young and we used to do, <laughs> remember when we were little? <laughs> so, so I'll tell you a little background. Um, we met in 1997. I had uh, just graduated high school. And you're uh, such a perv. You're such a dirty old man, Mr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Mr. Smith is uh, seven and a half years, almost eight years older than me. And I had just graduated high school in 97. It was the summer of 97. And I got my first job. And I was a hostess at a Mexican restaurant. And we were basically the only two white people who worked at the whole restaurant. And we had the closing shift together all the time, for the most part. We did. And and you were um, kind of out of a long-term relationship. You uh, had served four years in Desert Storm. So thank you for oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> um and so he was, he was a host, but he was moving into server and he was really climbing up the ranks. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was blazing he, my trail. Yeah. So he was training me to take over host and it wasn't, it wasn't like right away. Like I had, remember I had a crush on Richard mm-hmm. or was it, oh, Victor. Victor. He yeah, was Victor. a bus boy. <laughs> and you had a, cru- <laughs> you had a crush on Marcy. Marcy. I totally forgot her name been that long ago yeah um and so what what we would do is i mean we were really we were very good friends from the beginning yeah and one of the things i i still say that i love so much about you is that you're really extroverted too and loud and charismatic and it's not like i'm this loud boisterous crazy girl and you can't match it like you were always such a flirt with everybody and sassy and Giving me a hard time about things and like uh, that I could fit your ass in a spoon. That one got under your skin. Yeah. So there was this like piece of art that was a spoon. It was shaped in a spoon. It would hang from the wall. And I've always been proud that that like I have a really nice ass for a white girl. Like I've always been really proud of that. And so he would tease me and say, "I could, nah, not even. I could fit your ass in that spoon hanging on the wall." And I would get like, Argh! like. Which is so funny because it's such a precursor to our whole relationship where you would try to get me, like right. really get under my skin because mm-hmm. I would get so easily worked up. Yeah. But now I'm on to you. You're on to me. I'm pretty I still o- get you once in a you while. You get me every once in a while, but <laughs> for the most part, I'm like, like yeah, I'm on to you, done, me. not getting worked up. Well, that's the cool thing about, you know, growing together is we've kind of we know exactly what the other person is thinking. We can kind of, and and what that does is it puts down all these walls of what you're expecting from someone because you know exactly what to expect, you know? Yeah, it's true. And I, I think one of the biggest pieces of that, and maybe we'll do a, an episode on this, is that it didn't take very long for either one of us to be all in, like where we really did let the 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 walls down because I think a lot of people think they want intense intimacy, but they're not willing to be vulnerable. Right. And right, right. so they're like, why aren't we connecting? But they've got all these walls up. So you know what? Let me make a note of that. Yeah, that's a good one to take note of. Um, 
you know, I don't remember if you initiated or I initiated, but what we were talking about dating follies and, you know, things that we've, um, dating things that we've been through and people we were seeing and how horrible it was. And somebody said, well, why don't we date? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we would sit in the back in booth 38. Booth 38, that's right. Booth 38. And we would just, like, shoot the shit. You would talk about, like, Marcy, and I would talk about Victor, and we yeah. were just, like, friends. And and then we, we, yeah, you were always like, well, you know, well, maybe you should go out with me. And I was like, maybe I will. And then we were like, oh, we crossed a boundary for friendship. To... And, and it really was one of those things where, uh, like the rest was history. He he totally swept me off. I mean, keep in mind, guys, I was 18. So all the guys I was dating were like, uh, you want to go to this kegger? It's like it's like two bucks for all you want beer, you know? And and so here this man is and he picks me up. He brings me three roses and three carnations. He meets my parents. He has a vehicle. <laughs> so it wasn't that hard is what you're saying. <laughs> um, Your expectations were already low. My expectations were low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he really did sweep me off my feet. And what was funny is our age felt very apparent at that time because I had just graduated high school and here he had been out. Or he went through college and in the military and yeah. I was like, whoa, this is like a man. And so I tried to dress like more sophisticated. <laughs> he tried to dress a little bit more hip and young, and which is ridiculous sounding because you were like 25. Right. And um, yeah, so we went on our first date and we he took me to a really awesome uh, restaurant that like a Japanese restaurant that fixes all your food in front of you and was like, get whatever you want. And I couldn't believe that. And then we went to go see a movie, which was amazing. And then we pull in. Little did I know at the time that you didn't like sushi or anything raw or, you know, exotic foods at all. No. Like, and like, could I get some diner food, please? Like, is there any meatloaf? <laughs> could I get some mac and cheese? You got a shepherd's pie back there? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know if I knew that about me yet. But, um, but so we pull into, he drops me off at my parents' house. And I look over at him, and I think this is probably why you still say, I taught you how to communicate. Because I was like, so what do you think? <laughs> and he was like, uh, 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 well, I just think we should kind of take it as it comes. And so then flash forward, uh, we're back in the Mexican restaurant in booth 38 and chatting about this new dating thing that we're experimenting with. And, and you tried to be like, no, we're not going to, maybe we should just be friends. Well, I had just, I had just crossed that line with other girls and the friendship changes, you know, it's no longer that camaraderie. It's now a love affair and it's different, Yeah, you know? So I didn't want to lose that friendship and, you know, kind of a uh, bond that we had there. Um, so I was reluctant just because of past experience, you know. And I remember you saying, like, you're you're 18. You're going to, you know, I you didn't want to get hurt. You were right. like, you're 18 years old. You're going to wake up one day and be like, holy shit. I gave up everything at the beginning. And, um, and he thought it was going to be just a recipe for him to get his heart broken. <clears throat> and I really was like, uh how about you let me worry about that? And 
I really was like vetoed. I was like, nope, we are going to be dating. And then, and you were like, all right. (laughs) So, because you were in a place where you were ready to settle down. You had lived a lot of lifetime. So then we just kind of started dating. And it was like, after about two months, we were like, I am in love with you. You are my soulmate. Done. In it. In it. We were all in. That's right. Mm. Aw, little kisses. (laughs) Aw. Oh, that reminds me. We need to do an episode on PDA. PDA. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting... PDA. The first time I heard about PDA was when I was in the military, and they were saying that there was no PDA Allowed. displays of PDA in uh, public. Yeah. Especially in uniform, you couldn't do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. Side note. We digress. So yeah, PDA podcast podcast episode coming up. Um, but yeah, so that was it, and and it really was 16 years ago in this. Uh, this August, it will be 16 years together, 14 years married, and we have never been on the rocks. We've never been, like, close to separating. We, we've we said that we felt like the rest of everything has been hard. Work has been hard. Uh, economy, friends, family, death, life, all this other stuff that we experienced was challenging but you and I have never been hard. Now, don't get me wrong. We've definitely gone through our shit, but never where we were on the end. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is going to be forever right. type we of space. We have arguments and, you know, things that we disagree on are, or hard times, but it was never a question of, of uh, our loyalty or, you know, our, our continued relationship ever. Yeah. So true. And it, But it's really fun to kind of relive that. The, that beginning so yeah. so hence the reason why we say stuff like remember when we were young and we used to be able to you know like we were even talking about how sex has changed since we've let me write that one down <laughs> <laughs> like we're just talking about wow we get leg cramps a lot more often <laughs> well on a, on, a, on a positive note though like the further into our relationship that we get the the better sex is because i feel like you know what I like, I know what you like, and we can kind of cater to that. And, yeah. And, um, and really um, please the other person. Right. Whereas, you know, in my dating life, you didn't, you weren't quite sure right. how to exactly please that person. I mean, you had a good idea, but you couldn't, like, pin it down. And now... You're like, usually girls like this. Let's right. try this. <laughs> right, right. So it's just kind of interesting to, you know, get to be so comfortable with somebody right that you don't have any other airs about you other than let's just enjoy this and and, you know and that there's a huge vulnerability piece there too you know in absolutely in growing that and and allowing your defenses to be down and stuff so so yeah definitely stay tuned because we'll be addressing that for sure in the future so um that really has been the crux of it is over this you know all, near two de- decades, almost. I mean, we're, it's more than a decade and a half that we've been together. Yeah. Um, what has happened over the, that course of time is, for whatever reason, we talked through everything. We nurtured our communication. And then along the way, we would start encountering all these other couples where we would have almost like these little interventions. We've had a number of them. when, And we've both kind of said, hey... This is what what's happening in the relationship, and we've kind of been 
uh, voices of reason in a lot of people's lives that we know about relationship issues. So naturally, when I got involved in coaching and after I did my certifications and all those things and I was exploring my niche, I knew from the beginning I have a lot to share in the relationship arena. So as we both built our practices separately, he works as a as a body worker. He's kind of a, a genius body worker, oh, a um, massage therapist and educator. And uh, we had always kind of looked for where can we marry our practices? What, mm-hmm. How can we do this together? And it never seemed like the right time until now. Mm, so, right. so this has been kind of such an awesome experience because, uh, like I mentioned in last week's episode, everybody has heard my side of the story. Right. And uh, I kind of speak on behalf of our relationship a lot. So I think it's really awesome for people to put a personality to this Mr. Smith character and I am living. Yeah. I am a person. And you have thoughts and feelings too. <laughs> so we just wanted to kind of share with you why, who are we and why do we think we can get on here and give you some relationship advice? Right. Um, and because uh, uh, let's be honest, everybody is a fucking expert. Everybody out there, you know, knows their shit and, and it's real, uh, dog and pony show. A lot of times you don't know really who is the authority and who isn't. So we wanted to just give you a little background on the evolution of our relationship, our love, and um, why we have a little something to share, you know? Even like when I first, one of the things that really attracted me to you, because I was the guy that was like not going to get married. I was like, no, it's not for me. It never works. All the people I know are in shitty relationships or broken up or they've got kids in the mix. Like, just too much bullshit. Uh, So I didn't want to get married. So when I met you, it really made me realize that marriage could be a a freeing thing. and It didn't have to be the proverbial ball and chain. Right. You know, and you have such good wisdom for your age. That oh, thanks, I, I think most people don't really want to give that credit to you. So hopefully Aww. with this podcast, you get that credit. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> Aw. You're the biggest fan of our show. I know. <laughs> well, I am the sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, anyway. Yeah, well, it's true. And, and it, I don't know. I feel like because we have had history... And because people, when they meet us and they're around us, it is so effervescent and clear and it just radiates off of us that we are sublimely happy. That people are like, okay, I'm listening because you haven't been married for one year. You've been married for 14 years and you're this happy. Okay, I'm listening. You must have gotten something right. Right. So um, so I feel really fortunate that people are up for hearing our story. Uh, so thank you guys for listening to that. And and we're going to sh- continue to share stuff. Like we, we run a very unconventional household. We're going to share share stuff like that with you. We're going to talk about things like um, why we think our relationship has worked. It's not just because we're soulmates. There's a lot of other components to that. So we'll, we'll get into that as well. So for the remainder of today, I want to talk about this relationship poison. And this is something that came came to me. Uh, and you may not even have known that I, I did a blog post about this, but it was something that I noticed because we do, we, we do a lot of odd things. Like I mentioned in our household, like how we run the operations of our household. But one of the things that we do is we, we totally do our own dishes and we have like kind of a system for the, the 
Dishwasher. Dishwasher. I'm sorry. (laughs) I blanked out. We have a system for the dishwasher. So one of the things that I had noticed is we were starting to get really tit for tat around, uh, well, if you didn't clean your dishes, then why would I clean yours? And um, because we, you know, it was always our own thing, but we didn't really extend ourselves like, hey, let me help you out a little bit. And then every once in a while when we would, then the other one was more inclined to be like, oh, she got my dishes. Let me let me get hers a little bit or or vice versa. Yeah. But I, I noticed that it was very clear, like based off of the behavior of the other person, it dictated how we would respond. Like, well, if you don't bring it, then I'm going to dig my heels in and there's no way I'm going to bring it. So I started thinking about this concept because I thought, okay, here we are. Obviously, we are... We have an amazing relationship. We love each other. We're constantly working on our relationship and enjoy our time together. And we still have this bizarre subconscious battle that's happening where we're going, well, if you don't, then I won't. So I started thinking about how this might be really relevant in a lot of people's lives who who maybe aren't as well-versed in communication with one another or don't do this as a fucking profession like right. I do, exactly. you know, and, and started thinking how rampant this might be. And I started seeing it over and over again. Well, Amy, I don't want to initiate sex with him because he never initiates with me. Well, why should I be romantic when he's not romantic with or, or she's not romantic with me? Or why should I let him have alone time, you know, and me watch the kids when he never wants to watch the kids and let me have. So let me get into this massive stalemate with my partner where we are digging our heels in, not being what each other needs and, and really kind of having this attitude of each man for himself instead of a collaboration, which you'll hear me talk about that all the time. I don't think it needs to be a massive compromise. Um, I think it's about collaborating and, and coming from a place of here's what I need, you know, kind of like we were talking about last week. So like I mentioned, it might sound really different for you. It might be something around the kids. It might be something around sex. That's a really common one. Um, respect, alone time, downtime, whatever. But that is the, the first thing that I want you to do. Okay, I'm going to give you three things to do today. But the first one is, is there an area, like let's turn up the awareness. Is there an area in your life where tit for tat is happening, where you are digging in your heels because of something you're not getting from your partner? So the point in addressing this is is showing you that although that might be your inclination. That might be what feels natural. Like that's our defense mechanism. Our defense is to go, well, I'm not going to be vulnerable if, you, if you're not giving to me. I'm going to be defensive. So, so recognize, I mean, it's a natural feeling. We want to defend. But it doesn't ever help you get what you want. It never helps, you know, broach communication or break down um, issues that are going on. So get really clear for yourself and look at the areas that might be, that might seem petty. Like for us, it was dishes, but that little example, it has an emotional charge. There is something that permeates your relationship. So uh, don't discount it, even if it's something that you think is small, like, well, well, he never takes the trash out, so why should I? Or we're just going to sit here and allow it to overflow till one of us gets fucking pissed and, you know, 
finally does something about it and hops and puffs. All right. And then, you know, you say something that you don't, you know, you get that trash becomes the catalyst for other things and you start venting about and saying things that you really didn't mean to say or should have been said a long time ago. Right. You know. Right. And and this is what happens a lot of times too is people will then um I always call it doing things to get things. So instead of actually talking about it, like we actually talked about it and said, well, I sometimes feel like, well, if you don't do my dishes, why should I do, you know, and we actually talk about it. But a lot of times what happens is you just do the action of piling up all the dishes. I did that a couple of times and you, and you called me out and you were like, how about you just say, Hey, you've got some dishes in here instead of piling them all up and making like a dramatic example. I was doing something to get something instead of conversing about it. Yeah. That's a big mistake. And the other side of that is that like, let's say that the female starts doing, um, the dishes, uh, that the, that the guy is leaving and doesn't say anything about it, but just starts doing them. The guy just thinks, sweet, she's doing my dishes. Right. You know, they don't really think, well, I should give that back. But if you communicate about it, then it's a lot clearer that, you know, oh, this is what she wants from me when she does this. Absolutely. And again, like I mentioned, it's a subconscious level. So most of the time, we're not consciously thinking, okay, I'm going to do a nice, dramatic, passive-aggressive attempt at getting my partner to do what I need. Right. We just simply don't think of an alternate option. We think, well, here's what I got. I'm just going to stack all these dishes up and hope they get the picture, right? Uh, So one of the other things, this is another piece that I want you to look at, is uh, this is the second thing. What would it look like? What might shift if you actually gave a little? Like what if you actually didn't dig your heels in quite as hard what if you got a little more vulnerable and you actually gave? Now, my caveat here is I'm not talking about people who are in relationships that it's abusive, where it's clearly like one person is giving 100%, the other person's one foot out the door. I'm talking about people who are, you're with the person you want to be with, you're working on your relationship, you enjoy your marriage. Th- that's what I'm talking about. So I'm not saying giving to the wrong person. I'm going to be very clear about that. Um, Because I'm not encouraging anybody to be a doormat or be abused. But a lot of times, like I said, what we do is we think, well, if you don't, then I won't. And we went to a conference and we heard somebody speak and he brought up this concept of instead of ask and you shall receive, he said, give and you shall receive. And it was a completely different energetic response because we were at a networking meeting and if you've ever been to a network meeting, sometimes it can be so fucking gross because people are always looking at what they can get from you. Here's my card. Here, let's do this. Let's meet up. Let's da 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 da. And they don't come from a space of giving. So, taking this guy's advice, I set out to meet all these new people and do this networking event and come from a space of giving. Now, I was very aware of am I giving to the right people? Obviously, I'm not going to give to somebody who I don't think would be a positive force in my life. Again, like I mentioned a second ago. But the people who I genuinely thought, wow, I could really be of service to them. This would be such a great union. I offered to them. I said, 
how can I support you? How can I help you in your business? What can I, you know, do for you? Instead of get, 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 get. Well, if you don't give me a referral, then I won't give you one. And the energy around that exchange was radically different than any I had ever experienced. Why? Because my come from, how I showed up was different. I wasn't waiting for all these other people to give to me. I chose to come from a different stance. So what might shift for you in your relationship if you let go of the tit for tat and showed up and came from a place of, let me listen to you. Let me give to you. Let me maybe do your dishes. Let me maybe initiate sex. Let me maybe respect your time and articulate it. Talk about it. Um, Because it's not good enough to just do things and, again, expect a specific response. But to say, like, hey, you know, um, I really, really want, you know, us to both initiate sex or whatever it might be. So um, I'm really going to do my part. And here's how I here's how I intend to do that. Or um, I think that works in in life in general. Yeah, we're pointing it towards relationships. But, you know, for instance, in in, uh, my business, I've hired people and just expected to get the return from the investment I've already given. Right. Mm -hmm. But I kind of gave came from that giver's gain perspective and started asking my people, how can I help you grow? How can I help your business? And people started responding to it a lot better. Right. Well, imagine any of these examples that we've given. If your partner came at you in a different way, like if they came at you from a giver's place, you naturally want to reciprocate. And I'm talking about in a general, general healthy relationship, right? Right. Not one that has years of abuse or, you know, again. So, I get, you know, we talked about it a lot last time about when you're arguing, like, and you want something in your relationship, if you come at that person from a different energetic field versus flying off the handle, you can elicit a completely different response. And, and then the deal is, really, is you cannot control your spouse. You cannot dictate how they what they're going to do, what they're going to give to you, nothing. So all you can really do is be the best partner that you can be. All you can do is show up in such a way that you're like, you know what? I really was generous. I really was giving. I really didn't come from a place of tit for tat. I did my part. I said what I needed to say. Right? Because a lot of times what we think is, well, we would be just fine if you would get your shit together, if you would switch how you communicate, if you would actually initiate sex, if you would let me have more time by myself and take the kids, then we would be just fine. Like, we always want to cast blame. Well, if my partner would just get their shit together, right? Instead of looking at, okay, what's my piece? And that's what brings me to my third point. This is a question I want you to ask yourself. Is there an area in your relationship, like any of those that I just mentioned, where you have been demanding something from your partner, but you haven't been giving, okay? Is there an area where you've been saying, I want you to let me have more alone time, but you are just never giving them theirs, right? Like you're so standing in the demand of what you want that you are not reciprocating, all right? I mean, come on. So I want you to look at that. 
is there an area that you've been demanding something from your partner, but you have been not giving? Now, the other, the other piece of that is how have you been giving? So if you're one of those people who has been taking the kids, but you've been huffing and puffing about it the whole time, you've been doing the dishes, but you keep going, Ugh, there's more dishes, Ugh, and you are giving, but you're having a sour ass attitude about it all the time. Martyrdom. Yeah, martyrdom, victim. You you aren't giving the energy that elicits the giving from the other person. So we're always going to point you back to what you can be in control of. All right, so just to recap around this poison, okay, is there an area in your life where this is happening in your relationship? It can also be with family, friends, work relationships. Take a look at that. Get real clear. Second, where can you give a little? Where can you adopt that mantra of give and you shall receive? And again, being aware that you are giving to the right person, okay? And finally, is there an area where you've been demanding something from your partner but haven't been giving? And if you are giving, what's your attitude? Are you giving but being begrudging, being a sass pants about it? Or are you being really, truly honest and, and having that, that giving attitude um, that's really cloaked in the same energy? All right. So those are your assignments for this week, because, again, we want we're all about empowering you to be the best version of you inside your relationship. This is not about getting your partner to be something different. This is about you showing up in a way that you can say, I am so incredibly proud of how I am um, participating in this relationship. That will leave you more fulfilled than almost anything else. And shouldn't you both be proud of your relationship absolutely at the end of the day yep so that just about does it for today so again any ideas uh shoot them to podcast at thejoyjunkie.com also if you haven't gotten your freebies from me swing by uh thejoyjunkie.com and you can get uh an ebook about uh 15 ways to have a kick-ass relationship as well as some awesome product samples and things like that. So go snag your free loot and leave us a comment below this uh, this podcast. If we don't hear from you, if we don't see at like Facebook likes or comments, we assume nobody's listening. <laughs> see how we're making you wrong? No, just kidding. <laughs> we could talk to ourselves all day. Yeah. <laughs> but we genuinely we want to know that that this is reaching you and and that things are landing. So we would absolutely love to hear from you in the comments section. Um so we got to go, though. We got to go get ready for the symphony. That's right. Got to get on our tuxes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not. A, I can <laughs> no. wear jeans, right? I'm kidding. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, not that formal. So here's to loving and living your badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith signing out. Just kidding. See you next week. Um, awesome product samples and things like that. So go snag your free loot and leave us a comment below this uh, this podcast. If we don't hear from you, if we don't see at like Facebook likes or comments, we assume nobody's listening. <laughs> awesome product samples and things like that. So go snag your free loot and leave us a comment below this uh, this podcast. If we don't hear from you, if we don't see at like Facebook likes or comments, we assume nobody's listening. <laughs>